Hello, my friends. Welcome. My name is Joe. This is The Joe Martino Show. If you're new here, welcome. If you're returning, welcome. 2020 is finally almost over. But I want to stop and I want to think about 2021. Yes, we should We should grieve all that has happened in 2020. We should look for the things that were good in 2020 and we should celebrate them. And we should probably decide to take 100% ownership for our life. Let's kick it off. This is The Joe Martino Show. You're listening to The Joe Martino Show, a podcast dealing with all things emotional, relational, and human nature. Joe is a licensed counselor in the state of Michigan, specializing in relationship therapy. He is also the author of the book, The Emotionally Secure Couple. All advice offered in this episode is offered for entertainment and educational purposes only. Enjoy the show. All right, so we are almost done with the year. Two days when this drops, we'll be done. That's insane to me. What a wild year 2020 has been. And I want to talk to you today about this idea of intentional living. Last podcast, I was going to say last week, but I didn't put up an episode last week because of Christmas. I actually forgot to tell you that, so hopefully my long-term listeners figured it out, and hopefully if you're a new listener, you weren't too angry with me for taking the Christmas week off. It's also my wife's birthday that week, so we had a lot of things going on, and I just didn't want to do an episode. And now here we are. 2020 is almost over. We are looking at 2021, and I think it's probably good that we take a moment and we just recognize how crazy of a year 2020 was. It was just it was just a terrible year in a lot of ways. And yet, a thing that I'm starting to hear from people emerge just a little bit is the reality that in many ways it was also a wonderful year. There were a lot of good things that happened. I'm hearing from families talking about how they found more time to hang out together. Old hobbies were found to be anew again. And a lot of positive things have come out of 2020 for many people. And there are many people who have had a lot of negative things happen in 2020. They've lost loved ones. They have uh, struggled with job loss. They have lost maybe their house. And there's so many things, so many sad stories. I just read an article today that talked about how New Jersey, a state with some of the strictest lockdowns and most stringent Uh, stringent, excuse me, mask covering rules has seen more suicide deaths than COVID-19 deaths. Mm -hmm. And I'm not here to get into any political debate about COVID-19. If you send me an email about it and it's politically laced, I just want you to know I'm just going to hit the delete button. It's a really simple button to find on my keyboard. And I just hit it. I do think we need to talk about the mental health aspect of all the things that we're doing. And we need to start looking at outcomes, uh, both uh, with things that are happening with COVID-19 and then the things that are happening from the outcome that we're doing, the things that are happening from the uh, countermeasures that we're taking. And one of the things that concerns me is is there are people who I'm talking to and and they're just kind of like, well, whatever, whatever happens, happens. I'm just glad that I survived 2020 and I'm not really going to do a whole lot to move into 2021 in a very specific way. And, and that always bothers me because we only get so many trips around the sun, as the great philosopher Kenny Chesney sings. And we need to take advantage of each opportunity. We need to embrace each other, each opportunity. We need to embrace both the good and the bad 
the good and let me just be frank, the hard. And often what I deal with when I talk to people about what are their plans for the next year, it isn't the good and the bad, it's the good and the hard, and they equate hard with bad. For instance, in the last podcast that I talked about, I talked about how we need to live intentionally in our friendships. There are friendships that we all have that we need to consider ending. There are friendships that we need to let end, uh, a natural, organic passing. And by and large, it was well-received, but, but most of the pushback wasn't about the actual whether or not people have too many friends. It was about how it would be hard to actually implement the changes that I was suggesting, to which I often respond, of course it'll be hard, because most things in life that improve us are hard. I was just talking to a guy uh, just recently about his business and about how his lifestyle has been affected by his business. And he talked about how he had partners early on who didn't put in the work that he put in. And and when he was like, okay, I'm done, I'm moving on, he left them and went and started his own thing and took his, his portion of the business with them. They were mad and he was like, I just don't understand. They didn't put the time in. Why did they think they were going to get the results that I got? And that's what I want to talk to you about today. You have to put in the work to get the results that you want. And part of that is planning. Part of that is taking some time between now and I, you know, I don't typically firm up my year plans until the middle of January. I like to let the year run itself out. I like to pull in some different uh, ideas and concepts, and I like to do some research basically the last quarter of the year on what are, what are things that I might do uh, to improve my productivity, to improve my relationship with my wife, to improve my relationship with my children, to improve my relationship with my friends, to improve me as a person, to improve me as a business uh, person. What, what are the things that I can do? And I start to kind of take notes and j- jot down ideas. I have a notebook that I just, whenever I get an idea, whenever I have a thought, I just write it down and we go from there. And and I enjoy that. It's, it's a good way I have found to, to set up the year. And part of this is you have to stop and think, what could you do next year? Now, one of the things that I hate, I don't know if I've talked about this before or not, to be honest with you. I don't remember. But one of the things that I hate is when people say, what if you couldn't fail? What would you do? To me, that's a stupid question. That's like saying, well, what if you owned a dragon? What would you do? Would, would you go burn down a city? Would you defend a city? Uh, would you? What would you do? If you could fly, what would you do? And while those are fun questions, they're not based anywhere in reality. My, my question that I like better, that I believe is more rooted in reality, that is more rooted in truth, is if it didn't matter that you failed, what would you do? If it didn't matter what you tried, if what you tried didn't work, what would you do? And here's why I like this question, because most of the things that you're going to try, it won't matter if you fail, even if it's job-related. You'll be able to figure it out if you're willing to work, if you're willing to outwork the pain, you'll be able to overcome it. You'll be able to, you'll be able to move on. For most of us, it's not actually the fear of failure that stops us. I, I, I guess I should say it like this. I'm convinced that for most of us, it's not actually the fear of failure that, that stops us. It's the fear of what that failure means, that people are going to judge us, that people are going to poke their finger at us, that people are going to laugh at us, that people will will mock us because most people don't want to take risk. So if you take a risk and fail, they're going to be sure to remind you of it. And in reality, what they're doing is they're reminding themselves 
because they don't want to fail. This is why people stay in terrible relationships for a long time. This is why high school students will keep in the same friend group forever. Even though when you ask them, why are you with those people? They're toxic. I'm telling you, I have clients and I say to them, why do you keep these friends? They're toxic. And they say, well, what else am I supposed to do? Lead. Stand up. Take, take responsibility for your own life. Uh, I'm reading an excellent book about leadership. And, and one of the points of the book is if as a CEO of a company, you're not willing to have hard conversations with your executive team, it's a bit hypocritical to expect them to have hard conversations with their teams. Because leading is taking ownership of what you're doing. Well, Joe, what does this have to do with taking risk? I'm glad you asked. Most people don't take risk because they're terrified to take ownership of the risk. So when we started this company, I have said this before, but when we started this company, people said, you can't do it with that license. And I said, okay, when I refuse to take insurance money, mostly because I couldn't jump through the hoops that they wanted me to jump through. Most people said, you can't do that. When I said that you can't do that, you can't do that. We kept saying, okay, okay, okay. We're just going to keep working. We have this big dream, this vision of what we're going to do. And I still have one for my life. I don't share it as much anymore because what I found now is when I start sharing it, people judge me whether I fail or not. They kind of look at me like, whoa, like that's kind of arrogant, is it? So I've just, I'm just, I won't share it. And if I accomplished it, then I guess some people know and some people won't and it's fine. And so when you look at next year, what would you do if it didn't matter that you failed at trying it? What would you try? Would you try to run a marathon? Would you try to run a book? Would you try to start your own business? Would you ask that girl out? Would you ask that guy out? Would you propose to your girlfriend? Would you propose to your boyfriend? Would you take a vacation somewhere? What would you do? What do you want December of 2021 to look like? And I don't know. For all I know, there's going to be another pandemic next year. But here's the thing. There were people this year who were successful at what they set out to do in January, even in the midst of the pandemic, because they adjusted to what their reality was. Right, So the first thing we want to do is we have to take ownership of our own lives. You have to take ownership of your own life. No one is coming to save you. Stop blaming other people for what isn't right in your life. It's not your mother-in-law's fault. It's not your mom's fault. It's not your dad's fault. It's not your father-in-law's fault. It's not your spouse's fault. Stop blaming other people for what's wrong in your life and take ownership of it. Yeah, but Joe, my dad beat me. Okay, you know what? That is terrible, and I cannot tell you how much sympathy I have for you. Honestly, that's terrible. But unless you're a minor still living in his house, it doesn't matter anymore in relation to what you're going to do. You have to make choices. And the first choice you have to make is, am I going to own my life or am I going to let what happened to me own my life? Well, you just don't know what a jerk my ex is. I have to clean up the language of what I hear sometimes. You're right, I don't. I can tell you this. I know that there are a lot of jerks out there that are exes. I know that there are a lot of dads out there that are just, if I can just be totally transparent with you, they are infuriating to me how they treat their children. There are a lot of moms out there that use their children like bargaining chips, and it's infuriating. So you're right. I don't know your ex, probably. I might. I know a few of your exes. But again, it doesn't matter on what you're going to do with your life. You have to own it, and then you have to adjust. You have to own it first, and then you have to adjust. And then... We start talking about what we're going to do. But first, 
own my life. I have to own my life. This is what my life is. Uh, one of the things I'm doing is, is what are the top three things that I have to do for my company and how well am I doing them? I have to own that. I have to own those things. What are the top five things? If I want to get a book published, which I do, what are the top five things I need to do in 2021? Why didn't I get a book published in 2020? When my book first dropped in 2018, uh, my goal was to have another book come out this year. Why didn't I accomplish that? I need to have a heart-to-heart. Yeah. Excuse me. I need to have a heart-to-heart conversation with myself about that. That is going to be hard. But I have to own my own part in it. Some of it was stuff that happened to me outside of my control. But my response to it was completely in my control. And, and I have to own that. So one of the things that I am considering, and I hope to have a decision made by January 15th, I might put this book on hold and start a different book called Five Things That Every Relationship Needs based on a talk that I gave uh, to an organization, a couple to- a couple of organizations about five ingredients that every relationship needs. You have to own your life. Wherever you're at right now, look around your life. How satisfied with it are you? On a scale of one to 10, how satisfied are you? And then what would you have to change if you were 100% responsible for your life, for your future. Now, I know some of you aren't going to agree with me that you are, so just please humor me. What would you do if you were? What would you do if you were 100% responsible for your future? One of the things that just it constantly blows my mind is people are willing to, to like blame outside forces for everything bad that happens in their life. You know, they're willing to blame forces outside of them, and they rarely give outside forces credit for the good things. Right? Well, I had a teacher who gave me an F. Really? Did you have any teachers that gave you an A when you deserved a B? My coach didn't give me playing time. Oh, okay. Did you ever have a coach give you playing time when you didn't really put in the work and practice? Like you cannot blame the world for the things that are wrong in your life if you're not willing to blame them for the things that are good in your life. You have to accept ownership for your life. First and foremost, you have to. And then you adjust. So you start looking at the things that are going on around you, maybe to you, that you don't control. Maybe you got diagnosed with a sickness this year. Maybe you lost your job. Maybe you had to take two jobs to make up the money for the one job you lost. Maybe you lost your house. I don't know. I know a lot of terrible things happened this year. But what do you want 2021 to happen? And what are the adjustments that you have to make? If you were 100% responsible to make it happen, what are the things that you have to do? Just make a list. And, and I told you how I do it. I just have a notebook out that I just jot down ideas as they come, you know, do, 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 and I just keep going. You want to start a business. Wonderful. There's a lot of things that you have to do to start a business that people rarely take into consideration. I have people come up to me. Hey, I want to start a business. Awesome. What's your target audience? I don't know, people. Okay, you're not ready to start a business. Right. It's amazing to me. Somebody put up an article today on Facebook. I was scrolling through about how we should be mad at people who are wealthy because their wealth increased. Why? I'm curious. What did you create? Because all the people on the list that I saw that I should be angry at, they all created something that wasn't there before them. It just wasn't. And then here's the thing that I run into. Well, I tried to start a business, but I wasn't as lucky as them. No, you weren't willing to outwork them. Well, they started with more money than me. Okay. But what did you what did you do with what you started with? So whether or not you believe in the Bible or Jesus or any of that is, is irrelevant to the next point. But I just want you to know I'm going to be right up front. I'm about to use a Jesus story. Jesus, when he was walking on the earth, the Gospels record him telling an interesting story 
about men who are given talents. And, and the master comes up to me and says, okay, you get one talent, you get five talents, you get ten talents. I, I might have the numbers wrong. I didn't, I didn't look it up before this, this episode. Maybe I should have. And, and the first guy's like, oh, I'm so scared. And so he goes and hides his talent. He doesn't lose anything, but he goes and hides the talent. I think it was actually one, three, and five. Now I'm going to have to look it up. Okay, according to my quick search, it was one, two, and five. But so the first guy hides it. He's like, oh my goodness, master. When the master comes back, he's like, okay, what did you do with what I gave you? He's like, oh, oh master, I, I, I hid it because I was afraid. And then, and then the second guy's like, okay, so I knew that you were, you know, you were an exacting master. So I went and I doubled it. And the third guy's like, yeah, I went and doubled it too. And, and the first guy gets in trouble and the second and third guy, they get rewarded. Now here's the thing, they all could have failed. But the first one... What he did was he blamed his actions on his master. I wouldn't have done this if you weren't so exacting. And so many people do that. Well, I tried a business, but it didn't work. Okay, and? Like I, I, when I used to do marketing, uh, I didn't do the marketing for when our company would do marketing. And I'd have you know other people that were financially invested in the outcome. And, and one of the things we talked about all the time was, is I don't expect every advertising campaign we do to work. I expect like one in four to do good hits because that's what research tells us are the numbers. That means I'm willing to fail three out of four times. I run into a lot of people in my industry who aren't willing to do that. I run into people who are like, well, why do you do a podcast for like eight people? Because maybe it'll change something in those eight people's lives. I, I don't know. I, I think I have more than eight listeners, but maybe it is eight people. And But maybe something that is said will change something in those eight people's lives. Maybe I do it for eight people for 10 years. And in 10 years and three months, somebody says, oh, wow, hey, you know what? This is good. And it goes big and I help a lot of people. I don't know. But I know this. I feel like I have to get these words out. And I know that there are people who write me and say, hey, thank you. That was helpful. And that's because of a risk, right? So what am I going to do? What do I want? What, 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 would it, what would I do if it didn't matter if I failed? Now, what are the things going on that are, that are working against me? And how do I overcome them? And here's how I do this. I make my list and then I try to pick the most important three to five. What are the three to five things that I have to do this coming year? Okay, so if I want to be... Uh, I want to expand my businesses. I want to expand streams of income, whatever. Okay, well, what are the three to five things that I have to do? I have to pay off debt. I have to uh, have savings. I have to gather information. I have to have a way to filter that information. What, what are the three to five things that you have to do to be a better husband? What are the three to five things you have to do to be a better wife? One of them, I promise you, is you have to trim your friend list. You have to take ownership of your life and, and, and you're going to have to trim your friend list. It drives me crazy. I just, oh, good soul. When people are like, oh, I just get so hurt when I see things going on and I wasn't invited. Like, like are they supposed to invite all 20 of you every time? That's insanity. Well, but we've all been friends for a long time. I get it. But literally, like, like just take a breath. Maybe they didn't have time this time to have 20 friends. Well, Joe, that hurts my feelings. Great. I'm glad you can recognize that and verbalize it. That is awesome. But now what does it mean for you to own that in your life rather than push it off onto them? In other words, my friend, what are you going to do about it? Joe, you've not met. I know you're right. I haven't. But what are you going to do about it? Joe, you don't understand. I have fill in the blank. You're right. I don't understand. Unless it's something that I have, then maybe I don't understand it. But it doesn't matter. What are you going to do about it? And I don't mean lofty like, well, I'm going to try harder. 
that's a worthless sentence. I'm going to try harder. Unless you define what try harder means in measurable terms, that's a wasted, worthless sentence. What are you going to do about your life in 2021? What are you going to do about your life in 2021? What is the thing that's always been in the back of your head? Maybe you know what? Maybe your goal is I just want to survive. Okay, great. What are you going to do that's meaningful? Or is really and truly your goal just to live your life and die? Like, do you want to rescue a dog? I've been, I'm not craving. I've been wanting a bulldog lately. And I, I like, I don't want a bulldog, but I kind of want a bulldog because, I mean, we have one dog and I sometimes feel like our life is a little too chaotic for one dog. So, but two dogs, you know, then you have somebody to play with. I'm not going to get a dog. There's my ADHD coming through. But if you want a dog, if you want to rescue a dog, what are you doing to do that? One of the biggest phrases that we tell ourselves that it's just a bold face lie is I would do that if I had more time. For most people, 99.9% of the people that I talk to, that's a bold-faced lie. They have the time. They choose to spend it somewhere else. They scroll TikTok or Facebook. They watch TV. They don't actually get intentional about their time, which brings us to the second side of this. So the first side is, if it didn't matter that you failed, what would you try? Then what do you need to do to do it? And then how do you adjust to the things that are going on around you that you don't have control over? Here's the other side of this, which is equally uncomfortable. What are the things you did in 2020 that didn't help you do anything about achieving your goals? That didn't help you become a better human? What about, what are the things that you did that were a complete and utter waste of time where you took your talent and you buried it in the ground because you were afraid? A number of years ago, I realized that my nighttime routine was not beneficial to my day. And so I stopped watching TV. I just turned it off and I read, I make it a point to read 10, 15 minutes guaranteed before I go to sleep. I read 10 to 15 minutes a night just to kind of, you know, now I don't, I'm, I'm not overly, uh, you know, strict about it, I guess. Like there are nights where I'll watch TV or I'll watch, you know, I'll flip through my phone, watch something on my phone. But if I want to read more, I had to take a time and look at my life and say, where are gaps that I could be using to read more and I'm filling them with things that aren't reading. You have to do that. I want to invest in my wife and my kids above everything else. So literally when I think about doing other things, I ask myself, how is this going to help me invest in my wife and kids? Now there are things I do that they don't take part in. I go hunting, uh, mostly by myself. Sometimes my one or two of my kids will come with me. Sometimes my wife will come with me. I go fishing and they'll do that a little bit more with me because it's in the warmer weather typically. But what am I doing to invest in them? And when people ask me, hey, do you want to go do this? The first thing I weigh it against is if I do this thing, how does it help me move forward in these goals that are my stated goals? This is why it's so important to state goals. This is what I want to do in 2021. You don't have to tell the world, tell yourself. But you have to be held accountable. And you can't be held accountable if you haven't set a target. And then once you have a target, you can say, I hit it or I didn't. I did these things that helped me get there, or I didn't do these things that helped me get there, or worse to me, I did these things that not only didn't help me get there, but they took me away from it. But here's the rub. We don't want to be held accountable too much anymore. I was working with a lady uh, who was 
actually, quite frankly, in my opinion, doing a good job parenting her kids, but she would have this streak that would run through her that would remind her of how her mom parented, and it drove her to the brink of fear. And, and of course, as you know, the, the emotion that comes right after fear is anger. And then she would respond with that anger. So she came to me, and we were talking through it, and we were working through things, and I would tell her, one of the things that you have to do is you have to stop using vocabulary that gives yourself a pass. And she would, she would literally mock me. She'd do it, sing song. I'm like, I know, I know. But, but you have to do it. If you want to make this change, you have to state that you want to make the change. Then you have to figure out what are the behaviors that you have to do, what are the behaviors that you have to stop, and then you have to find an accountability system. So the first thing we do is we have to take 100% ownership of our lives. You have to take ownership of your life. What are you going to do in 2021? I'm not talking about, you know, look, if, if you're 400 pounds, you're, you're probably not going to go from 400 pounds to 200 pounds in a very safe way. But you might go to 300. How would you do that? What would you need to do? How would you manage the things that are happening outside of you? How would you manage your responses to them? The things that you don't control. So, you know, you, you want to you wanna get better at your job at work, but you've got a boss that, that is micromanaging you. First of all, you need to have a heart-to-heart, heart-to-heart. That's the second time I've messed that up in 30 minutes. A heart-to-heart conversation with yourself. Is that actually, are you actually being micromanaged or you just not want to be held accountable? There's a difference there. We're, we're going to do an episode of that in the future. But what are you doing? If you were responsible 100% for your improvement in your career, in your job, and yourself, what would you need to do? What would you need to stop doing? And then how are you going to be held accountable? That's living intentionally for 2021. So there are things that we do. When I say we, I mean my wife and I. Yeah, some of it's just kind of off the cuff, but most of it is incredibly intentional. Very few things that we do are not intentional. Now, if we go buy a bulldog this week, that's 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 not intentional. We're not going to buy a bulldog, but I, I do kind of want a bulldog. Uh, I'm, I'm, I've completely ruined my own train of thought. What are you going to do with 2021? You're only going to get one shot. Not everyone who sees January 1st, 2021 will see December 31st of 2021. That is a thought that literally drives me in ways that I cannot explain to you. Simply because I saw January, or I don't know that I'll see because it isn't here yet, but let's just say that I will. Well, let's do let's do January, let's do 2020. Simply because I saw January 2020, January 1st. It doesn't mean I'll see December 31st of, of 2020. In fact, simply because I saw the sunset this morning doesn't mean I'll see the sunset tonight. And there is an old principle. It's ancient. An ancient wise person once wrote, if you number your days, you will have a heart of wisdom. Part of numbering your days is saying, what am I going to do with the 365 that I have in 2021? What am I going to try? And not like this long 25 list thing. That's too much. That's too much. Too much. Too much. Three things. I, I don't know what they are. I, I know one of mine is I want to get the book done. I want to get the manuscript done. And I at least want to be ready to publish in 2022, uh, if if not 2021. But but what are the things? Two, Just one, two, three things. And then what are the behaviors that you need to start doing to get that done? Once you take 100% ownership of your life. Uh, for instance, okay, so, so here's an announcement and an illustration of this point. 
my YouTube channel. I think there's like 30 videos there. Uh, it's really interesting when you look at the first six, they got a lot of good views and then it all kind of fell off and, and then it went back up and then it stopped. And part of the reason it stopped is I just don't have time to do the video, to do the editing, to add the soundtrack, you know, cut it up, put the soundtrack back in. I don't have the time. But Joe, you said stop saying you don't have the time. You're right. That's a great point. I'm hoping you caught that. I'm hoping when I said it, you're like, wait a second, Joe. I don't know what to stop doing in order to create the time to do that. I really don't. I, I don't do a whole lot of scrolling, uh, at least not at work. And so I, I had to come to the place where I'm, I hired out part of it. Now, I'm still going to do the filming. I'm still going to do this. We're relaunching it in January, uh, those types of things. But, but I had to find something like, hey, can you do this? How much can you take off of my plate that still moves me towards my goal? And so we were going to do this during COVID. Or we were going to do this right before COVID hit. And then COVID hit, and I wasn't quite sure what the company's finances were going to look like. So I put, up, I put it on hold. And now I have a kind of better idea, I think, as much as I can with the data that I have, about what the year is going to look like. So I called the guy back up. I'm like, hey, man, if you're still interested, I wanted to give you first crack at this. We're going to do this and we're going to relaunch it. And, and so that's total ownership. Now I got to start looking at my content. Is my content any good? Do people actually want to listen to this? Will people actually want to watch this? Is it actually enriching people's lives? These are questions that I have to answer that I sat through and I watched each episode that I've already published. And some of them like, you know what? Yeah, I'd watch that. Oh, that's good. Some of them, I know that wasn't very good at all. And so we'll have to figure that out. How do we produce good content? How do we produce content that helps people's lives? Because one of the problems with the word good is we have to define it. But I have to own it all. And here's what I'm telling you. If it doesn't work out, I have a number of episodes in mind. If it doesn't work out, I'm going to step back and say, okay, well, what, what, what could I change about me? Is it the process? Is it what I'm doing? Maybe I just have the perfect face for podcasts and not for YouTube episodes. That's a joke that some of you will eventually get. Some of you probably got it already. But what is the success? What is the thing that I'm looking for? And I'll tell you what, when you produce stuff, it's terrifying. I write a, a monthly article for, for a local uh, news publication. I'm debating, do I stop that in 2021? What are the implications if I stop that in 2021? Why do I feel like I don't have enough time to get that done? Uh, one of the things here, here's, here's something when we, when you run through this, and I know I'm just kind of throwing examples at you here, but I want you to really think about this. One of the things that I do often when I'm typing notes is I'll pull up like uh, Amazon prime or Netflix or something like that. And I'll watch a show. Nothing wrong with that. I can, I can do my notes. I can, you know, do a lot of, a lot of paperwork that needs to get done. That doesn't require a lot of cognitive power. And I've got this thing going, but here's one of the things I realized if I do that too much in a day, my productivity goes down in part because I use my iPad to jot down my notes. So I can either go buy a paper net, a paper pad and, and write it down on my paper pad, which I've done that before. I actually really like that experience. Or I could stop watching shows on my iPad and either watch them on my phone or not watch shows, listen to music and listen to music that I know so that I'm not caught up in, in stopping to listen to the lyrics and run through it. I don't listen to audiobooks when I'm doing work because I, I found that I can't do that, but music is fine. Podcasts tend to trip me up a little bit too. So if you can listen to this while you're doing work, I'm impressed. All right, here's my question. All of this, 2021, 2020 is going to end. What do you need to do in 2021 in your life if you are 100% responsible for whatever you get in 2021? Because you are.
What would you do if it didn't matter if you failed? What would you try? Write it down. Write it down. Write down the necessary behaviors, the things that you would have to do to do it. Write down how you're going to respond to the potential things that come at you that you don't control. And then write down the behaviors that you need to stop. Know that I believe in you. I don't even know who you are listening to this, but I want you to know I believe in you. Let's get it done. May it be so. Thank you so much for listening, my friends. If you enjoy this, please, 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 please share this with your friends. Share it on your social media. Cannot tell you how much I appreciate that. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please share with a friend. And hey, give us that rating in your podcast store. Until next time, change possible.